What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless. It is RPG a day month, and we're going to be here every single day. So let's get into the show. Day six of RPG a day 2023 is the favorite game that you never get to the table. And this took me a second, but not very long. Because there's been a game I've been wanting to get to a table for a long time that I absolutely love. And once again, RPG A Day got me reading some of these old PDFs that I have. And the game that I want to talk about is There and Back Again by Ray Otis. It, I, I've included the link to the itch page where you can download it if you want. It is such an awesome game. It's two pages long. It's a really simple system. You roll D6s, players do all its player-facing again. I, I have a thing for player-facing games. Players do all the rolls. You're rolling D6s. Uh, you start off with two. You, you might roll more, you might roll less. And fives and sixes are successes. And it's, it's awesome. I love that it specifically calls out it's set in the world of The Hobbit from 1937. Which means... None of the Lord of the Rings stuff is in there. None of the Silmarillion stuff is in there. So you just have all of that Middle Earth to play with because there is no <laughs> there is no Sauron. There is no one ring. Uh, there is a magic ring that turns you invisible for sure, but does it do anything more than that? We we get some hints of it. Uh Tolkien actually went back and revised it to make it fit in with Lord of the Rings more. So in later printings, it's a the ring is a little more one-ringy in The Hobbit than it was originally. But if we're looking at the original text from 1937, it it wasn't. It was just a magic ring that turned you invisible. Um, yeah, man. It's a friggin' awesome world with a great system and I really really want to get it to the table. I have I've I've wanted to for a long time. I think it'd be a fun a fun little home game maybe or just a fun game, you know, if I got to find if I got to play it online, then I'll play it online. But that's that's the game. It's There and Back Again by Ray Otis. Check it out. It's friggin' awesome, dude. I, I, I love it. I really want to get it to table, but I never have. So hopefully this year, before the year is out, I will get it to the table in 2023. That's the hope. Am I going to do more entries today, or are we just going to go to calls and then keep doing daily episodes? I still haven't decided, so let's find out. Hey there Joe, it's Johnny from the Red Dice Diaries. Enjoyed your story about your first GM. Now my post that I've put up about mine is similar, not identical to yours, but basically I made several abortive attempts to actually get into the hobby and it was only when I actually played in the game that was run by a really good GM that I really got bitten by the bug for it. And I was just thinking when listening to your story that it's funny, isn't it, how you tend to view like your first good GM as your first GM because they're the ones who really sort of infected you, if you forgive the term, with the love for the hobby and really sort of fired your imagination. But anyway, I just wanted to call in and say I really enjoyed the episode, dude. Keep up the good work and I will catch you soon. Take care.
Yo, John, thank you for the call, man. It, it's it, it does make such a huge difference if you have a good dungeon master, if you're new to the hobby. Like I talked about, you know, we both had the same experience where we had like not a great DM the first time and then found a good one. And that's what made us love it. And that's, you know, what got me back into the hobby when I rejoined the hobby about a decade ago, I got into this game with a dungeon master. We, I was playing Pathfinder. I'd never heard of Pathfinder before. Uh, and this dude knew his shit so well. Never looked anything up. Knew all the rules. Had an awesome world built. Everything. And I was like, okay, so this is how you do it. This is how you run games. You you know the rules, like the back of your hand, and you go from there. And that's, you know, I was like, okay, that's that's how you run Pathfinder. And it, it just, it's formative, right? When you have one of those good dungeon masters, it really lets you know how to play the game. And that's why I think it's really important for people who usually dungeon master games to also be players to see how other people run their games. I think that's really cool, man. Anyway, thank you for the call. Let's get into the next one. Hey, Joe, Jason here. Just want to let you know, I'm not going to be calling people on RPG a day, maybe at the end of the month, but it's just too much. And you don't need the noise of me calling in, you know. They're, RPG day is kind of a personal thing. You're sharing your personal thoughts and feelings, and you don't need my noise and my jibber-jabber in the middle of that, right? But just to comment on your day three, there's a great interview with the creator of that product, the that Sayo Village product thing. I should know what the name of it is, shouldn't I? But um, the Honest and Plain Village of Sayo, there's a podcast called Nerds RPG Variety Cast, and on the 1st of January this year, there's a great interview with the creator on that one. So check that out if you haven't, and I will talk to you again soon on a call from one of your regular episodes. Take care. Thank you for calling in, dude. I I knew it was on one somebody's show where I heard about that, the Honest and Plain Village of Sayo. I just couldn't exactly remember. And that makes sense if your interview with James Shields, the creator of the Honest and Plain Village of Sayo, was on January 1st. It makes sense why that game was, why I bought it when I did. So I appreciate the info. And yeah, man. Awesome. I always appreciate your noise, so feel free to call in, and we'll hear more from you in a bit. But up next, we have Joe Salvador. I am almost positive that's how this is set up, so let's see if I'm right. Hi, uh, Joey. It is Joe calling in. I uh, just wanted to thank you for um, kind of spotlighting uh, Darkness of the Demimond on your latest. Uh, really thought that was fun. Um, so the Grave Master, that was actually Scott's, Scott Malthouse's um, original term that he used in his, uh, in his game, uh, The Midnight Chimes, which of course is the basis for Darkness. Um, yeah, and I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a fun phrase, uh, and it didn't, you know, I didn't see any reason to change it, so I kept it. Um, yeah, man, uh, I, Kickstarter w went really well. Uh, uh, good learning experience for myself, um, so I'll be applying the lessons learned to Reaver uh, next year. Um, and yeah, I, I really appreciate the 
you know, knowing that the document worked well with your reader. Um, there, there's not really any tables in there, uh, which is where I'm struggling right now on, on getting those to work correctly. Um, I think I figured it out. Uh, to my ear, it sounds kind of weird. Um, I know that you listen to things kind of quickly, so uh, it might sound fine to you. Um, I'll send some things your way, and maybe you can check it out for me. All right, buddy. I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Later. The basis for darkness is my heart. That's the basis for darkness. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought that was an awesome turn of phrase. Where you? <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, Grave Master is rad. I had no, I'd never read um, The Midnight Chimes. I, I do own Romance of the Perilous Lands, which is from Scott Malthouse, I believe. That's the only work of his I'm familiar with. Though I have now read his adventure in the back of Darkness of the Demimond, both of your guys' adventures that are back there, just short little one-shots, both really interesting, seems fun. I, I want to get Darkness to the table, man. I want to get it to the table now that I've read it. It seems really fun. And yeah, man, thank you for putting out an awesome product. And I'm very, very, very excited for 2024 with the release of the Reaver Kickstarter. I cannot wait to back that thing. That game kicks ass. It's awesome. I've been lucky enough to play test it a bunch. Uh, and it rules. So yeah. All right. Well, let's finish up the show with another call from our buddy Jason. Joe, thanks for that call. All right, Jason, take it away, man. Hey, Joe, Jason here. I love the way you took the topic for day five on the oldest game to go into the oldest game that you own. I think that's great. I'd have to go through my boxes. The oldest RPG kind of game I own is probably the Dungeon Board game, to be honest. I've got a copy of that I had back when I first got into all this. I don't have my original D&D stuff or Marvel stuff or even the original Top Secret stuff back in the day, I rebought it, but I don't have the original stuff. But I do still have that original copy of Dungeon, the board game. I got Tunnels and Trolls pretty early. I still have that book, so maybe that's it. But, yeah, I'm going with Dungeon, the board game. I love what you're doing with RPG today. Keep it up. And, yeah, who would want to hear callers? Gosh, that's crazy talk. But, you know, you do you. And we'll be along for the ride. Take care, my friend. I freaking love Upbeat Jason, man. I love it, dude. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Anyway, dude, I'm glad you liked my take there. Um, I, I'd really be interested to know what other people's oldest games that they've owned the whole time are out there, you know? I'm sure a lot of them, a lot of folks still have some of their early AD&D books, I bet. But... You know, maybe not. Maybe not. It, it would be interesting to hear. Uh, Tunnels and Trolls. That's pretty sweet. That's a unique one that you probably wouldn't hear a lot. And then, you know, so I just thought I'd put a different twist on it. Like for today's prompt, you know, it was your favorite game that you never get to the table. And I took that never literally like a game I've never gotten to the table. I could have talked about games that I've only played a couple times and never gotten to the table or games I played a long time ago that I've never gotten that I don't get to the table anymore. But I went with I've never gotten this game to the table and I really want to. 
So that's how I went with that, man. I love up B Jason. It rocks, man. You rock, Jason. Any way you are. I love every way you are. Uh, so yeah, that's it for today's show. No outro because this is RPG a day. And I don't do that on this these episodes. So anyway, folks, y'all are awesome. I'll see you again real soon. Have a good one and peace out.